0: Hello, hello, everybody! What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me Boss Lee, the People's Mentor, and this is episode five hundred of the show. Oh my God! I cannot believe we have made it this far. You guys are just unbelievable. And shout out to Jesse Lee. <laughs> for being the most consistent person on earth. No, I'm kidding. But for real, I am really proud of this accomplishment and I wanted to save this episode um, of me and Wes for this episode because it was just such an awesome experience. This is the first television show I've ever been on. As you can hear at the end, he talks about this is definitely not the last, but this man is everything and more that you probably think he is based off of what you've seen on his many, many, many seasons on MTV. The challenge, everything he's created, he basically is like the dawn of Kansas City, Missouri at this point in time. He's just a super entrepreneur, and I can't even give him the appropriate credit when we're going through our interview, but if you do not already follow Weston Bergman on all channels, let me tell you something. He is the real freaking deal, and I don't say that about a lot of people because a lot of people are fluff, fluff, fluff. He really is, and spending a week with him and getting to see how he actually interacts with people, his work ethic, uh, the way he just shows up for people, and just how wicked smart he really is. I, I hope you start consuming as much of his content as possible because he really is impressive I'm really thankful to call him a friend of mine and if you haven't already checked out the blocks make sure you do all the show notes are linked with everything from his handle and then of course also the show itself so you can check that out on YouTube you can check it out on his app you can check it out everywhere uh, apparently a lot of you guys are binge listening to it which I just love I think it's I think it's awesome if you love this episode which I really hope you do please make sure you jump over and you leave a five-star rating everywhere make sure you join the telegram channel jessieleetelegram.com and it just means a lot so So if you do love this though, make sure you screenshot it, put in your stories, tag me at I'm bossly and tag Weston. Weston, I don't even call him that. Wes, Weston Bergman on all handles so he sees how strong the hive is. Today's reviewer of the show is M. Loretto. Freaking awesome chick, five stars. She is literally the bomb. Started doing everything I needed to do because of her guidance. My kids deserve the life I've always dreamt of to make it come true. As she says, we fail them if we quit. Best advice, not only for business, but how to be a better human with a heart. I love you guys, I appreciate you, and there's definitely no income claims in this episode, but in case there happens to be, um, I'm by no way are my results typical in network marketing. Of course, I am the hardest worker in the room. And I hope you guys just love this episode and you hear our conversation and you hear the heart and the relationship that both of us have. So big shout out to Wes and the Blocks for having me on your show. And I hope you all enjoy this episode
1: 500
0: of the People's Mentor Podcast. It's a miracle. I told them they had to get off and they got off. <laughs> Hi, Wes. Hey. Hold oh, a second. Let me close my, uh, let me get rid of all this schmutz back here and let me lock the room. Oh, is he in there? My son's in there. Okay. How are you?
1: I'm doing really good. How are you?
0: Great. Busy. Crazy. Busy. Yeah, that's good. That's what we want, right?
1: Yeah, that's the default though.
0: Uh, yes. Also very true. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. So obviously I'm recording it. I know, you know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you, it doesn't matter now when it comes out, right?
1: Nope. At this point, anything, whenever will all just add to the pool of momentum.
0: Okay, cool. And then I, and then, um, I told Cassie, but I couldn't figure out how to download my promo thing she i think she sent me some instructions though so i'll look over that either
1: the either that or because the videos are kind of short we've been succeeding with just texting them the um okay so you could Um, tell her to it could we for other bigger things we have to do it that way but for because we tried to shoot for 59 seconds yeah it's text it's textable
0: cool so i'll just message her after this and tell her that i need her to text it to me. And then do you prefer I send the link to YouTube or do you want me to send the link to your app?
1: I think the app is probably better. We're having a really high percentage of people in the app that are watching like the whole thing. And on YouTube, I'm not doing as well. Um, And I, which is why we built the app. We knew that that was gonna be the case. So um, I guess I'm leaning towards the app.
0: Okay. Cool. I just want to make sure I supported you however I can.
1: Yeah. But either, either way will all work. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Well, I'm ready when you are.
1: So I'm always ready. I'm uh, officially
0: when, when you, when you, when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Right.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: I always tell that. I always tell people that too. Cool. All right. Well, in that case, let's go. Hello, hello, everybody. What is going on? It's Jesse Lee. You know me as Boss Lee, and this is the one and only Wes Bergman, although you might know him as Wes from the Challenge. So I'm excited to have you on here today. We got to spend time in Kansas City, a lot of time together in Kansas City, um, Mm -hmm. filming a television show I'm sure we're going to talk about in a minute here. And you are you're like everything and more that I think people see on on television, right? You've got this big, crazy, wild man personality, but I don't think people understand just how intelligent you are, how methodical you are, how entrepreneurial you actually are. And you're just wicked smart, my friend, you're wicked smart. So I was impressed by you. And it was it was awesome getting to see you on every level, whether it was like Party Boy, Wes, a little bit there. Um,
1: <laughs> we I, We got to do a little bit of everything.
0: A little bit of everything for sure um, but I had a great time with you and, and with the whole cast it was an awesome experience and I'm excited to go over I guess we'll definitely talk about that today but then just uh, share you a little bit more with with my my following because
1: yeah the only gripe that I have so far is that if you tell people that you're boss Lee but you didn't tell people that I'm the sexiest ginger in the world that's my moniker
0: so, I have the sexiest ginger in the world on here, yeah. everybody. So
1: yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm just like, other than that, we're good to go.
0: <laughs> so I've ruined the interview officially. So we should probably just start from the beginning. No, I'm kidding, but uh, but yeah. So sexiest ginger in the world is here with us, and there was your beautiful wife, of course, also a dog dad. I should say that because I think that's important. And um yeah, Let, let's get going. So so how's the show been so far? How did you come up with the idea of the show? What was the what was the theory behind that?
1: So you know, we I've been running Beta Blocks, which is a for equity business incubator that's kind of like an educational version of a venture capital firm. For like, we've been operating for a decade, and it been I've been working on it for several years before that. So it's like been doing it for a very long time. And what happens is. I'm sitting in a lot of these consultations and some of these classes and all these things that we do to. Okay, if you just want to now provide I a cameo. Like, now I like your wife just, so much
0: more. She's carrying come, your child. Just
1: come say, <laughs> just come introduce Penny. If you can't help yourself, I as needed well. <laughs> you this needed something. You needed Penny. This is P- Penny.
0: Oh my God, she's getting so big. Look at her.
1: Oh yeah, this is my <laughs> wife too. This is a Amanda. How are you? <laughs> okay ladies we got, that's, how I I carry, talk. that's how i carry
0: that's how i'm talking my, to uh, boss lee okay. I carry my babies too I love so that.
1: i i've been working with entrepreneurs but through that system and through that platform that i built over a decade ago i've i've i now own part of five percent exactly of about like a hundred in business companies that do everything from software to hardware to services to brick and mortar to manufacturing to food And we have countless, and I mean countless hours of consults and mentorship sessions and all this kind of stuff. And sometimes I sit back and I watch our mentors just be complete, unadulterated geniuses and talk about things in ways that I've never seen in books and on podcasts and all this stuff. And it felt almost like a crime that in a one-to-one capacity, we were helping people but yet, and what's ironic about it, we were helping people scale, and yet our advice was one to one and not scalable. And so, I've had for this idea for like four ish years, of how do we scale our mentorship and our consultation and all the stuff that we've been doing? And because of my side career on reality television, is kind of where I've merged the two of. How do I take the best practices that I've learned from being on TV with the best practices I've I've got from being a a startup investor, and we created a a competition game show essentially for startups to where you were our esteemed judge to help pick the 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 daily winners and eventually the cumulative winners, and the end result. I mean, yes, all the startups that were there had an amazing time. Like the reviews that I've gotten are just you know, they make you kind of cry. But now their experience, those 20 people's experience is now available for essentially anyone in the world to go and watch. And they get to see all of your unedited consults in the app. They get to watch the edited, which are some of the some of it is just pure gold and some of it is pure comedy. And then you have a combination of both. So I highly suggest people go and check out your, your consults. I don't know if you've gotten this far along because you haven't had time yet, but there is a... Um, around like the 14th episode or something, we've got a startup that that works in farming. And you told her, and she she had to go, your, your, your homework to her was she needed to basically go get influential farmers that are, and your advice to her was to join farmers only to go troll. And her husband is, it, her partner was in the room and her husband's sitting there taking notes, like <laughs> Boss Lee says that my partner slash wife Should go on to Farmers Only. And it's like they love the advice. And honestly, it was good advice. So it's like good advice.
0: Like I remember, and it's funny because I I commented on something of hers. She posted some like really cute photo on Instagram maybe three weeks ago. I was like, dang, girl, is this for Farmers Only or what? Like, you looking good. Uh, I mean, so much in that, like it was such a good experience because that's what I love to do. The whole show of just, you know, you're kind of tearing down businesses, building them up, showing them where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are. And sometimes what entrepreneurs need, I think is just a total outside perspective. Somebody who isn't necessarily going to capitalize or benefit in any way off of what they're doing, but can see things from just a totally different perspective
1: um, the, the
0: farmers only was a little bit of a joke but at the same time it actually would have worked it, it was actually a strategy that could have could have very well worked so well it through.
1: made the trailer for that particular <laughs> episode you know we pull out things that are yeah. trailers are the only places that we're allowed to like use editing tricks and to take things out of context but yeah that was a pretty good one when you say though that you tear them down to you and build them up you have such like a really, really good, like skill of being able to very sternly showcase weaknesses. And I don't think it's tearing them down. And then you know exactly when to build them up. It was very, very impressive. And um, I'm not surprised that you have built what you have. And in, you know, since knowing you, I tune in to some of your Instagrams and Facebooks and all this stuff. It's really easy. Anytime I miss you, no matter the time of day, I can find you digitally. Like you're like I'm not hard I, to find, right? You don't have to send really out like, not, APBs really or anything not. on Jesse Lee. <laughs> yeah, it could it could be like 9 p.m. on a Sunday night. It's like, man, I really miss some boss Lee. And all I have to do is within 30 seconds, I can find where you are in the world and learn. And so I am not I wasn't surprised that you were as good as you were, but uh, but just in it to be able to walk into a different environment like that, you knew no one. It was a it was a new concept, the courage it takes for you to just say, I'm going to fly to this new place to do this new thing. And basically just have this very educational alpha personality to just come in and just do it and do it well, um, without needing any time for a learning curve says a lot about you.
0: I appreciate you. So I have some questions. Um, the first thing I want to know is how did you know, did you, did you know you wanted to first of all, be on reality TV? And then how did you know that you had an entrepreneurial spirit about you? Because I find that people who have what you have and what I have, it's something we've known for a really long time. So do you have a good story around that, that you want to share?
1: Well, when I was a little kid, we're talking in preschool, I would take my wheelbarrow down to the, um, down to the playground and I would dig up their dirt and I would take out the weeds and rocks and I'd take, I'd wheel it around to the gardeners houses and sell them dirt. Um, like clean dirt is what I called it. And then I got into lemonade sales and then I got into, you know, lawn mowing and car detailing and and web development, which is how I got into startups and stuff all before I could, everything, everything I just mentioned was before I could legally drive. Um, and then, you know, went to college with a bunch, like a bunch of money because like, you know, your IRS earmuffs, please. I didn't pay taxes. I was a kid. My parents had no idea what I was accumulating in, in, um, in my hiding spot in my room. And uh, so, yes, I've, I've (laughs) been obsessed with entrepreneurship since I was a little kid. And my parents did enable it in the sense of if I needed tools, they bought, like, I didn't get toys necessarily or trips, but if I needed a lawnmower, they would buy it for me. So there was advantages there. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then I got business planning books and all that kind of stuff for Christmas ever since I was a little kid. So it has definitely been enabled. And then as far as the TV stuff goes, I never wanted to be on TV. i never, um, I've always known that I was, a. Uh, a comedian and highly entertaining, but I didn't really care to showcase that to the world. That was just for my friends. We'll and I came back the to- The world
0: sexiest ginger to yourself. What a, I, what a I, shame it would have been for God's the thing, sake.
1: The thing about it is like redheads, we really get better looking every single day. So back in the day, I didn't know that I was gonna be this sexually attractive. It was so I didn't really tell people any about that or really care myself that way because I hadn't really flocked yet. I hadn't. I was still like a caterpillar. You know what I'm saying? I was
0: gonna say you've gotten so much more attractive since June. It just it's uh it's a little alarming actually. So I
1: it, I know I'm afraid that my peak might come, but I I don't know. We shall see. I uh, but I I came back to my fraternity house at like nine or ten o'clock on a school night, and there was this beautiful girl that was there, and I started. I put, built up the courage to talk to her and I went and talked to her and things were going really well. And after about a half hour, 45 minutes, she said she had to leave because she had to get a good night rest because she was going to try out for the real world the next day. And that's when I, you know, like an entrepreneur thought quick on my feet. And I said, so am I, I've actually, got, <laughs> I've got this idea. How about we stay up all night long, get incredibly drunk, and then we go together and then we tell the casting directors what we did. Um, they'll find it hilarious. And she thought that was a good idea. And so we did exactly that. And the next morning we explained to the casting directors what had happened and they immediately cut her and brought me to the next round.
0: <laughs> I love that. So. I, I- <laughs> I want to go through that. I think that comedy is actually one of the strengths of a lot of entrepreneurs because comedy to to actually be funny because clearly you're funny. I'm pretty funny as well. It takes a level of intelligence. You're like I said, you're wicked smart, my friend. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I, I really think that you've obviously brought an entirely different dynamic to the entrepreneurial space because you do showcase that. And a lot of people think that you have to be this rigid, one way to do, you know, almost one, one shoe fits everything kind of thing. And it's just this, your different approach to entrepreneurship, I think is really powerful. And that's why so much of your stuff is doing well. Um, Something I like that you said, i actually, I don't know if anyone's ever asked you this before, because I wonder if it's sort of like athletes where almost all of them are broke after they, they complete their you know, know. athletic endeavors. I'm guessing it's probably the same with the reality TV stars. I'm sure that most of those people are not Wes's or whoever. Uh, Did you already have the sense of mind when you went into this knowing that, okay, I can make a large sum of cash by doing real world Austin, then, oh God, now there's these real world road rules challenges. And I've always been an athlete. So uh, I'm going to start making money from that. You've clearly funneled your your winnings or earnings or whatever you want to call it both into making intelligent investment decisions is that was that something you knew you wanted to do or i mean i'm sure you spent some money on some stupid stuff too um we mm-hmm. all do but did yeah. you know knowing that this was going to be something that could actually be the catalyst for your life
1: so the it's interesting that i've been doing this now i think i've been on tv for 16 years and I'd say only in the last three to four years has it been what the world would consider to be lucrative. Um, It didn't hardly pay. Like the real world Austin, uh, I thought I was a rock star right from day one. And so not only were we hardly paid anything, but we were fined when we broke stuff and I broke everything so on purpose cuz i thought i was including a rockstar including hearts you know?
0: including hearts we have to make sure you know that was probably Yeah but I, I didn't
1: break those on purpose that was just that was just the you know sometimes you break hearts on the path towards becoming the world's sexiest ginger so um so the real world austin awesome didn't pay you they basically wrote whatever the bare minimum amount of money is so that way they could do what's called buying your story so there's had to be some sort of transaction but by, my my check was like or something. So that didn't count. Um, I did, I did the whole thing as an experience and that it was, I mean, I got a priceless experience out of it. And then the challenge is you hardly got paid to be there. You'd have to win. And thankfully I won some, but, and it felt like all the money in the world when I was a kid. But the, I won the largest cash prize in the history of the show back in the day. And the and at the time, now it's like a million dollars. But back then, it was the largest one they'd ever had. And it was 150 grand. I thought I was rich. But obviously, that's not exactly the case. The government takes half of that. And I was a kid. You don't give a kid 75 grand in profit um, but, uh, and, and expect it to go all that far. And so... Um, you know, I, it, it definitely, I'm not going to say that it didn't allow me to per to, it didn't help entrepreneurship because it was my version of a part-time job where I could go film a challenge, make a very small amount of money, but, and then, but in one like lump sum, and then come back and concentrate on entrepreneurship for months and months at a time without having to worry about a true part-time job. And in that sense, it was helpful. But in the other sense for what I do, bankers didn't want to talk to me venture capitalists didn't want to talk to me this snooty clients didn't want to talk to me um as in like they didn't want the they didn't think that a reality tv star can do their job and you know i kept notes i have a google doc of all the people and one of these days i'm going to publish it uh and and little notes here or there because now I'm debatably the most successful venture capitalist in Kansas City. We've had a handful of really good liquidations and it's kind of like I've been able to do both and I've become world-class at both. And, and that's a little bit of why I wanted to do the blocks, which was if I've become world-class at both independently, what happens when I combine them? What happens when Clark Kent stops having to work for whatever newspaper he worked for and just as Superman all the time, right? Like, And so that's what we're attempting to do is see if I can't take everything and everyone I've learned from and accumulated over the years from both worlds and see if we can't attack it in one and and educate the world on how to start companies and in not such a rigid manner. Like you go on YouTube right now and you search for like how to start a company, you look at startup videos and stuff, they look like ex-corporate people making terrorist videos it is so bad i know like it, and the advice isn't even good no it's i just like, had a
0: conversation last week like on my instagram because people are like why you know why do you go to masterminds why do you go to these networking things why do you do stuff like you know even quite frankly like filming the be- filming beta blocks i'm like i don't think you understand you literally cannot learn everything on google youtube whatever you can learn a hell of a lot yeah. But there is a lot of bad advice that takes you down crazy rabbit holes of inaccurate information, and so no, I right. think I think what you put together with with the blocks is really important for actual for for entrepreneurs. You know, people who actually want to get their their hands a little bit dirty and their feet a little bit wet. Um, I, I have a question on that, Uster, uh, about being underestimated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to know. So you've got this list of idiots. I love it. Like you just you're you're running a list of idiots and haters. Mm-hmm. We love those. Those are good yeah. for all of us. It's probably why you're Wes, because you know you got plenty of people like you know you're. Well, I guess you're friends now, but like you're Johnny Bananas. You know, hating mf'er. Um-
1: <laughs> At least that's a little different. When I say the list, it's all the people. No, I know what out, you
0: meant. I actually the business
1: the, from the business community that essentially. We're like, you know, but yes, yeah, yes. Johnny Bananas. Yeah, it would
0: being funny. I like to take yeah. little digs where I can, because um, yeah. obviously we have to be Team West over here. So, uh, but at any That's rate, right. so, so what is your mindset around that when somebody underestimates you and you're putting their name on this? On this, no, there's no way this reality TV star guy has any idea what he's doing. We're, we're gonna pass on him for sure. He is, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He thinks he knows what he's talking about, but he's really an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that do for you? And, and when you're talking to other entrepreneurs who maybe are in that zone of everybody is telling them, no, you can't do this, no, it's a bad idea, beta blocks is a terrible idea, this business venture is a terrible idea, the house is a terrible idea, all this stuff. And you're sitting there like, no, I know it's a good idea. And you've got this growing list of uh, people who have discounted you, and it can well, always what's they're that? not
1: They're not always wrong. Right. Sometimes we get in our own heads. We're so alone when we do this that it's like, and, and we're so kind of crazy and, and everything that 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 not every idea I have is good, not even close. And so I I try and take what some what people say just as a, a pieces of data, and then I just have to f- try and filter it. And enough pieces of data, and 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 enough well articulated piece of data. And here's the here's the big one. Um, anybody who says anything that's actually smart or successful, like, I I don't listen to haters that are not crushing life, but like someone who's crushing it, that takes time to say something that feels a little hurtful at first, they mean it well, because no one that's successful punches down and does so in a way other than just to be constructive, and that's it, and so, whereas people that are trying to punch up, that's, Jealousy and insecurity, nor do I want advice from someone that's punching up. But um, I also think that the list that I referred to, and then I also have a string of which would probably send me to jail if these automatically sent, but uh, of, of fuck you emails um, that are and but but the point of both the list and the fuck you emails is to just get it off my chest a little bit, be a douche in private. But then not send it I don't have to edit it make it look good it doesn't have I can say exactly what I'm feeling I can cuss I can threaten, Um, but then I just don't send it. And then I just but then now those haters are completely ignored. They don't know that I even saw their stuff. And, uh, and then I just leave a, you know, I think there's and I'm stealing this and I don't know who I'm stealing it from but it's something along the lines of like the best revenge is success. Um, and so we, like no one in Kansas City with obvious exceptions knew we were even filming the blocks. We recruited almost exclusively from outside of Kansas City both in cast and crew. And then now the business community just is like, what did he do behind her? Because it's like, I like to be the guy who shows and not talks. And, um, and so there, I, you know, when I'm in under, when anything's under construction, I do so very privately. Um, and then when it's done, it's like, look, this is what I've done because I don't want to get lumped in to the bad rep that some entrepreneurs have, which is they're constantly planning and under construction and kind of working on a bunch of things when really they're never going to launch or they're never going to execute or whatever. I just want to know, I want to be known as the executioner.
0: Um, yeah. You, you know, kept it really quiet. Obviously we were talking about you know, filming this podcast for, you know, not too long, but you were like, shh, don't say anything. Oh, I'll show you the first episode. I'm like, I got you. I'm not going to say anything. Um, Back to the, the, the criticism comment. I always say, don't take constructive criticism from somebody who's never constructed anything. And a lot of people I find they do, they listen to the people that you refer, you refer refer to them as people who punch up. Like, I don't take advice from people who don't have what I want. I don't listen to the opinions of people who don't have, and it doesn't have to be business advice. It can be anything, you know, it could be, I wouldn't take marriage advice from somebody who's been divorced seven times. Like you can't construct a a, a healthy relationship. What the hell? Um, And I really like what you said about, I, I do the same thing. Um, but mine is, I, I always say to write two letters. So it's the same thing you did. Mine's just not always digital, right? Where I'm like, F your mom, F your this, F you, <laughs> you know, whatever, like, you know, jump off of whatever. Um, and then, you know, if I do send anything, cause sometimes you do need to tell somebody, I take all the emotion out of it. And then I rewrite it with, with uh, zero emotion. So that, but, um, so it's interesting how aligned we are, uh, we are on that, but yeah, I mean, now they're probably in Kansas city. Like what the hell? Look what Wes did. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: well, well, they're probably saying, right? They're they're confused because like, you know, beta blocks, no one believed in it for a long time, but people were, for. at first it was like really, really negative because they didn't understand it. And then after enough time, they were quiet because they didn't want to be caught on the wrong side of history. And now that we've had these liquidations, it's like, whoa, that's cradle to grave. It worked. Um, Now they don't know what to say. Now it's my city is particularly confused about me and what I do. And, um, and, you know, and that's fine. I guess that's how I like them.
0: So how did you choose, uh, first all, the judges? Well, we'll start with me. How did you choose me?
1: Well, I put a request. I didn't tell anybody specifically what I was doing, but I put a story up and man, I really wish I could find it. And I bet I can, Um, but it was something along the lines of, (laughs) I mean, I just like s- straight up said it. I was like, I'm looking for essentially like business celebrities who have some really serious but good attitudes and are have an air towards education and mentorship or whatever. Just on my stories, do you guys have any ideas? And y- there was more than one person who tagged your name in it. At which point, and and as a married man, I don't get to do what I'm about to say where um without without this being the case. So I totally enjoyed it. I just slid into your DMs just to <laughs> partly because I needed you, but also because all my single friends, they get to slide into people's DMs and I wanted to prove that I still got it. And <laughs> I do. And so you I don't couldn't I mean, resist
0: I can, the world's sexiest ginger. It is true.
1: I, I mean, I, sh- I really should see if I could pull up what <laughs> I said or <laughs> Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. So I slid into your DMs and I did some some light research, and it was like, yeah, this is absolutely perfect because, you know, I our methodology is to find just in beta blocks, let alone the coach. We don't want ex corporate people. We love corporate people. They make the world go around. Yada yada yada. But. Everyone that leaves corporate America and hangs up their shingle as a consultant, they are consultants for corporations, not for startups, small businesses, growing firms. Their advice is um, um, just not good. We look for people that are at the helms. They're operators of growth stage things right now where they're kind of all on their own and you fit that bill. And uh, so actually, interestingly enough, you slid into my dms because several of your people saw that and then i was like i i responded with yeah two different people actually suggested you i asked for a phone call um but in my really douchey statement i was like hey i'm looking for this and you wrote the waving thing and you were like hey that's me (laughs) but you weren't wrong it was such like an (laughs) obvious fit right away because it's like you 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 are so representative of who we would hire i know you don't take jobs but who we would hire if you did take jobs as a consultant the attitude is exactly right you and then every single day was a new topic and you just boss lead every single new topic with with it was amazing i mean it was it was uh um it was inspiring and i i Made the right choice and it was an easy choice. Well, I
0: appreciate you're, that. You're I, also, I, I was,
1: go ahead. You're not, you're, you're pretty busy. And so getting you even on the phone to even pitch you why you should come to Kansas City and do this isn't easy. Um, but you know, all, all my favorite people are busy. Just you two, you take busy to a level. I'm busy and then I see your calendar and I'm like, this is pushing it, girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, we tried to book on Tuesday or something. And I, I said, I just sent you a screenshot. I'm like, I don't know, Wes. I just don't think that's going to work out for, uh, for for Tuesday. We can fi- yeah, probably find an hour on Friday.
1: And it's like, you don't even, like, when do you eat? Like, like. It's
0: scheduled, you know, so. <laughs>
1: it wasn't in the schedule I saw. You have to basically double up. Like, you're eating while you're doing some of those meetings.
0: Sometimes that too, Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so how did you choose the uh how did you choose the contestants because it was really cool for those of you who have no idea what what the box is yet we were flown to Kansas City we were in a gigantic house in I don't know what area of Kansas City but some area of Kansas City and the plaza the plaza of Kansas City and it was and it was it was intense right we were all everyone's living in the house and I love that it was it's a reality show but also it's like there's there's parts of it that really I'm sure I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I'm sure haven't made it, but there was some shenanigans going on. So I just want to make that as like a side note. I wonder if people can tell who was shenanigating just by watching the show, because there were shenanigans happening. Um there sure. were. There yeah. were. And we tried, remember we tried to okay, this I'm sure did not make it. Maybe it did. But we really tried to catch them that one night. Like we knew there was some like uh, 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 going on we We
1: had some we used it for some montage clips of just to make sure that the viewers knew that there were some shenanigans going on without Uh being exploited without Mm -hmm. being exploitative Mm -hmm.
0: but we know we know uh but so (laughs) so uh how many startups were in the house how many people were being judged what was Mm -hmm. and then you know what were what were what was some of the criteria of the people that you were putting inside of this since they were competing Uh, for, for this, this overall prize?
1: So I used my, to grade them, I used my rubric that I've been using and evolving and working on for like 10 years to see who gets in the beta blocks. But then what I did is all the points that they could score from that, I then took and put it in, I I cut it in half and then added a second rubric that had to do with kind of TV stuff, which I, net, which obviously would have never mattered to get into beta blocks. And so we wanted people that were articulate and vibrant and look good on camera and were kind of transparent and vulnerable. And we hit the nail on the head with quite a few of them, but we had over 5,000 people apply and it took a full year to kind of comb through that. We did questionnaires and video submissions and phone interviews and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I've hired Cassie who, you know to help me with that full time um, moving forward because um, now there's a, a system, but it was, uh yeah, we did, we did pretty good. Some of these people would qualify to be on like normal high-end reality shows, including you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you would crazy.
1: be, you should be on Big Brother.
0: That is, <laughs> that from like day one, you're like, that girl, is, you need to be on TV.
1: <laughs> that is your show. But like that, you could not, not only could you win that show because you've got all the skills but like a casting director would eat you up you check off all the boxes
0: (laughs) i've never even watched an episode so my homework assignment leaving this call with you is uh i'm gonna have to like google big brother or something but yeah you were like jesse lee belong on big brother i'm like yeah, hell is that
1: um it's like survivor but they feed you and keep you indoors oh i feel like i could do that That's what I'm saying. And so all you do is run around, talk to people, make them like you, and then vote for whoever might be coming against you and get rid of them.
0: Oh, simple strategy. I love strategy. Um, All right, so maybe I'll do that. So uh, there were definitely some impressive businesses. You know, one thing I really liked about how you cast it, just so you know, I don't know if I told you this, was there were clearly people who were right at the beginning of the startup phase, like almost just conceptual. And I think Mm -hmm. that that was probably beyond valuable for them because the ability to give constructive coaching to people who are just really in that, like throwing a bunch of ideas at a board, they're probably whiteboarding still and whatever, and then redirecting. Cause really you can turn almost anything into, into something um, was cool. And then you had some people who have, you know, businesses that they could sell today for, for, you know, a, a multi seven figure, you know, exit. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know about anything, maybe eight or actually like one on our show, you know, the yacht guys, That that's already an, an eight figure evaluation for sure. And if they can scale yeah. that properly, uh, I'd be interested to touch base with those guys and see where it's gone since then, if they've taken some of the coaching. But that and everything in between was, was really powerful. And uh, the emotions inside of it, which I think that not, like, I'll, I'll tell you why I loved even your idea of putting this together. It's the side of entrepreneurship that no one really gets to see. And I know you know what I mean by that, because you are a serial entrepreneur too, but nobody understands the emotions, nobody understands, unless you've done it, nobody understands what it feels like to see your baby baby falling apart and you just don't know how to save it. Uh, Nobody knows what it feels like to have those just triumphant moments where you feel like you're on top of the world and you feel like you're always going to be on top of the world and then something smacks you and brings you to reality. And so uh, even if it, even though it was just a week and then a week and a week, because you filmed three seasons of it, um, you can see all of that. You can see the emotions. I mean, even even all, every single one of the judges we were crying you know in multiple in multiple uh, multiple stages of it and
1: oh we caught that
0: yeah. Oh, I mean, you had to overall like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But you guys all cried at the exact times we needed you to like when we had all the cameras and all the audio, oh, of Thankfully, course. you guys weren't hiding any of that. Um, but you yeah, very helpful. That's
0: that's the entrepreneur's journey. And I don't think there's anything on TV except for now, because you've created this, that actually showcases that, you know, you've got the apprentice, which I've also never seen an episode of, but it looks like basically screaming. Uh, yeah. And then you, you don't really get to see the raw stages of that. Um, The best way I could describe the show for people who are kind, who are listening to this, maybe whether it's on the podcast or somewhere else, um, it felt like Project Runway, Mm -hmm. but about entrepreneurship. So I felt like I was um, Tim Gunn, or whatever his name is, walking in and saying, whoa, 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 this dress is not right. You need to hem this differently, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then it ends up being this beautiful, you know, avant-garde, whatever, and you see their businesses come together. And so I, I just want to give appreciation for not only your vision for that, but uh, also allowing me to, to pour my gifts into all of that, because uh, you don't really often get that opportunity when you're sort of living behind meetings and telephones and internet and whatever else. So it was actually super special for me as well. So thank you.
1: Yeah, you're very welcome.
0: So so what do you think the, what is the, what is your goal for this?
1: There is a handful and I, and I've kind of pledged to myself to be able to answer that question more concretely, um, but only in a week because our strategies for promoting it take are going to take a long time but the bulk of them are going to transpire over the course of the like the next kind of seven or, or so days and it's going to indicate what out of all of this worked and what all of it didn't and then that's going to kind of dictate the future and right now i have been blown away by the percentage of people that are going from episode one to two and two to three and three to four they're binging it and so the in, in entrepreneurship when we look at funnels what that means is they love the product and so what that also means is it it's at the very least the the concept is tv ready because you can't when people create like let's say a pilot and if they were to make a multi-episode pilot no one's watching that no one's watching the second or third episode and our people you should see the stats are it's like the ones that are tuning in are binging it and uh and so there's a chance that it could be a tv ready product but my if i had to like if a gun was held in my head right now and said like what do i want it to be i want to film A handful of seasons a year in Kansas City the way that we did it with education as the main priority and then I want to take the winners from each season maybe the top two or even three and I want a Hollywood production company to do like an all-star season where they do it probably in Los Angeles where the winners get big cash prizes and it's like the big big cameras and the 60-person crews and all that kind of stuff um and then there and then the the priorities will invert where they'll care more about entertainment than education and now the fans of the show can go and use our app to become educated in such an inclusive way about how uh, how people should build their companies and then the cherry on top is you get to watch like you said the project runway of entrepreneurship on uh, hopefully on a big channel um but the, you know, people loved the experience of being there. So it's also kind of, part of me thinks that just the experience in and of itself is something to replicate and make better or longer or something along those lines. Um, so I'm, I, I'm trying to figure out what what about it people love the most and then just do more, give them more of it.
0: Yeah. I think more than anything, you got together a bunch of like-minded people who probably in their normal day-to-day life feel like they are the weirdos, the odd men out in their friends groups. And they talk about entrepreneurship and their friend comes home and says, what are you talking about? Like I went to work eight to five. Like I always do like, what is with you staying up until two in the morning? Would you stop with that? You're a psychopath Um, or you know whatever you, you know, I think for, for a lot of these people for the first time, probably in, in their entire entrepreneurial journey, they felt normal um they felt understood if not maybe not normal because i don't think any of us are normal
1: i I remember i remember the exact first second in my life that i walked into a room that had more than two other entrepreneurs in it and i will remember it till the day i die because i had always and i was um 21 22 years old and I had been obsessed with entrepreneurship since I was a kid and never been around more than two or three at a time and always felt weird and alone. And then I finally felt normal because you know the internet didn't have ways to find groups when I was that age or find like-minded people. And so you're right. These people kind of are alone on their island. Some of them come from small towns, which makes it even harder. Yeah. And then when they came in and they were literally spending you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner together, it, it was, they, <clears throat> very freeing to them. And th- that was their first moment in a lot of their lives to be around that many like-minded people. So yeah, you could tell in
0: more day-to-day, it was like, people would just open up a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And uh, you could tell people created very much so lifelong friendships from that experience, even though, you know, it was immersive for only a week to your point where you said maybe in the future, it'll be longer than that. I just yeah. think, I just think, I think more entrepreneurs need, if nothing else, when you hear this episode, go find people that are like you. I think people live in this little, you know, they live in their Instagram microcosm or their Facebook microcosm or their real life microcosm. And they don't realize there is such a huge world out there. There are so many people who will advocate for you and will cheer you on. And, and, you know, normal, normal is just how you're living. Normal is just what you see every single day. And when you get put in this, in a situation where, Even, you know, the first time we actually sat down and talked or I was standing, I was pacing. I tend to do that a lot. I was pacing my office and talking to you. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like this guy is not just, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, It's almost like you find your, your comrades, right? And there's more of those people out there. And so anybody who's listening just hold on to your dreams because there's more people who will believe in them and help you tweak them and uh, help maybe pour some gas on your fire.
1: And then I think you realize so. And I see you doing it all the time. Like it's like every time you've you got, you've got these tribes of people that are getting together and they're talking and they're, they're expressing their problems, but they're showcasing their wins and everyone's learning from each other. And um, I have this group that we still to this day meet, but this, we started it maybe a year or two after I launched my company and there was like seven or eight people and each of them were owners of what, My city thought we were all competitors, Um, but it's like there's more than enough clients to go around, there's more than enough business to go around, and we would get together and we'd like smoke cigars and drink whiskey and beer, and we'd go and just like once a month, and we would just talk about what we were learning, and um and then it was funny like we'd see if any industry people that saw us would think that we were all like in the middle of a lawsuit mediation because they're like why are those seven people hanging out together like there's they're suing each other or something but it's like no we don't actually look at each other like competitors in fact we're the best sources of information um because there's nuance into what we do we're all in the entrepreneurship industry if you will but um but we and to this day we get together and just we're each other's support groups and anyone can build a group like that. You find at the, you know, Jesse, it sounds like you, or not sounds like you have these that people can join, but for whatever reason you don't, I mean, you can just find two or three other like-minded people and just say, let's get together once a month and just bitch. Everyone gets 20 minutes and we're just going to focus on you and get stuff off your chest and see if we can't troubleshoot stuff. Don't bring up 17 different problems, bring up one problem and let's really just hammer it for 20, 30 minutes and then move on to the next person. But then you'll leave that little group feeling it's cathartic and then you'll have so much more clarity on that one particular um, problem. Yeah, I I call
0: those hot seats. I think those are those 20 minute little 15, 20 minute blocks are one of the most powerful things you can do. Uh, I'm part of masterminds, but then inside the masterminds we will break off into little groups where it is the hot seat. And it's like you said, and so this is really directive coaching. And I'm just repeating you because, you know, people hear things one time, they might do it. Maybe if if you hear it twice on here, you'll do it. Uh, I'm like yelling at my recorder, right? But like sit there and and give one major issue. What is the one block in your life that is just screwing up the the explosive expansion in your business? And as soon as you identify that, the the power of the like minded people around you, somebody knows somebody that can fix whatever issue you have. Uh, and yeah. so I I join all kinds of things that don't even necessarily make sense. Like I'm in a mastermind. I, I do have millions in real estate, but. I don't consider myself a real estate genius by any means. It's just, I'm in the right room at the right time. I find the right people. I go, oh, I like, you know, whatever. Uh, and I invest. So, but even in that, you know I, I had no idea that the two major issues in real estate where people need more, uh, more, more actual opportunities they're looking for doors or they're looking for capital. And I'm sitting there like, I got the solutions for both. Cause I know so <laughs> many people, you know and I know, I, I know where to find capital at all times to deploy uh, from either me or for other people or whatever like that's just an example it's not even my forte so you might say oh but Wes is in a totally different you know space than me he's just he doesn't do what i do Get yourself around different people who at least have that mindset of expansion. And the hot seat thing is just so powerful. Not not 16 issues, not even two issues, just what's your one yeah. issue that you solve it? Everything has the potential to expand. And sometimes just getting that off your chest, I find to be really powerful. Just vocalizing, yeah. you know, because a lot of time in those hot seats it starts as, and maybe you can relate to this when you sit down with your men and drink your whiskey and smoke your cigars. Uh, where I don't know, man. I don't know. And they're like, come on, Wes, give me something. Well, okay, hold on. Um, yeah. And then next thing you know it's just pouring out of you oh right and then by the end of it it's it's this cathartic therapeutic experience where you feel like the world has been solved and you for another month um so i I do suggest people get around people uh that are that are like mine and hopefully when they watch the show they see oh these people are everywhere they're on you know they're in hawaii or they're in minnesota or they're right down the street in kansas city or they're you know wherever people happen to be you know i'm texas of course but these people are all over the place. And if nothing else, I think people sometimes look too much for initially for in-person, you can start this online. I tell people I'm like, unfollow the people that make you feel some type of way and start following the people that are that like-minded kind of person, you know, and then can, can mentor maybe through their social media, uh, you know, just perfect example. I mean, you you know, you don't need to, I don't need, I didn't need to know you to follow you and, and have experiences with you or I mean, yeah, I didn't even know you, I could follow you and learn.
1: So super powerful. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah.
0: So we are right at, uh, we're at 45 minutes. And so I totally respect your time. Obviously I know you're busy. I know I'm busy too. We both probably have a million more things to do. We got to promote this show. We got to get everybody listening to the, or watching, watching the beta block show. And it's through your app. It's also on YouTube. I'll make sure to get the information out in the show notes of the show. Um, but if anyone wants to reach out to you anywhere, where can they find you?
1: I'm Weston Bergman uh, across all platforms. And um, this is at Beta Blocks with an X across all platforms. And then the show is called The Blocks. The app is called The Blocks. But um, pretty much you just find, you even remotely find me at this point. I've got the blocks stuff and links all over it. It would be honestly, if you can't figure out how to find it after that, you're not going to learn much on the show. So, you know, it always... might
0: not be for you if you're not a self starter and can't find it. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're worried. I, we, I was pretty slutty this week. I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty
0: What's slutty. This week, though. now you're just lying to the people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love it. I, I appreciate you very much. I appreciate our friendship. Thank you for uh, casting me. I don't know if I've ever been cast before casting me on the show. Won't be
1: the last time. Trust me. <laughs> Not, hope I won't be the last time. I'm gonna try and cast you, and it won't be the last time you're gonna be on TV. I guarantee you that. Um, but we need to. We need to sneak you over to Big Brother. I'm telling you, this is. No. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's a time. It's a. It's time consuming for sure. But it's one of those like, this is it would just be too funny your your supporters would be giggling their asses off because there's also yet yet they make like three episodes a week but then they also have these 24 7 live feeds and people just watch it. it's like it's like a
0: watering hole in africa yes oh hell i need to research this all i remember is you said well jesse lee you don't you don't get your phone for months i went what the hell
1: Yeah, that's obviously an issue, but it's like you what you trade off is that show gets millions of people that tune in three times a week for like three months. So um, obviously, you know, that would translate into all of the things and people that you help, there would be more of them.
0: Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm gonna go Google Big Brother. I'm gonna go find me a casting call in Dallas. And uh, I'll see y'all on Big Brother. And y'all can watch me on the blocks with Wes and uh, the rest of these rock stars. It was such a fun opportunity. And I look forward to doing it again with
1: you. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>